welcome to the Self-Study Project, a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Today, Jenna and I are discussing the world as your mirror. We're discussing the way that the world tells you things that you might not be noticing, but by the interactions that you have throughout your day to your own body symptoms and emotions and the way people might be affecting you, the way that they are reacting to you, all of this is indications that your body is going to reflect your external and internal triggers or emotions through symptoms and states of disease and just by the, the way that you're interacting with other people. I mean, I don't know how many times, Jenna, have you gone about your day and someone just reacts in the most unexpected way to you and it would be all too easy for us to blame them, <laughs> for us to think that they're okay, but how often do we observe and witness and then ask, you know, what role, what mirror, you know, did I play? Right? Right. I know the mirroring is happening constantly. It's such a good topic because we can learn so much if we really take in consideration that, that life is um, always teaching and that there's a valuable um, lesson and not like, um, like I was thinking about today, like talking about how we can actually block, you know, our, lessons or we can like Mm. deflect rather than reflect. And so, um, but I was just, you know, thinking about this, totally kidding, but, um, thinking about like having a mirror right now in front of me as I'm getting up this morning and I'm like, you know what, I'm glad that this podcast is definitely not a, um, you know, where you can see me at the moment, (laughs) but you know, and I give myself this funny little nickname in the morning. I'm called myself Fraggle Rock just because of like my Mm -hmm. curly hair looking all crazy. But, but yeah, so the mirror isn't always pretty back. I'm just telling you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, it happens. And so, but we just have to have that sense of being willing to see, you know, even the stuff that's hard to see, you know, a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. and that the life is going to be constantly giving back information. And it's not always, you know, the information we may want to hear or, um, you know, I, I think of the book, um, Untethered Soul, which I know we, we spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. with did the YTT program and, but he talks his quotes, like this one is something along the lines about how we even use the word, um, don't even, don't even bring that here. Don't even go there with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's such an interesting way of deflecting life. And we probably were going to see maybe through this podcast, how we maybe even trained or programmed to kind of deflect rather than reflect. And so, um, we'll mm-hmm. see, there's probably a lot where we can learn, like, even that, that saying, like, don't even, you know, don't take me there. Or don't, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's brought for a reason. There's something going along. And so it's like, instead of our first maybe reaction to things, it's like, gosh, what is it? Why is this showing up? You know? Mm-hmm. And so that's where we can tell if we've done life work and growth and we're actually like really, um, you know, doing some good work on ourselves, we will start to see our vocab, you know, shifting and the way that we talk because we'll be like, oh my goodness. Okay. What am I supposed to learn? We'll like step back. 
uh, versus defend, shift accountability, blame, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. Yeah. And um, so there are always opportunities. Right. Yeah, it's a good point. And what you're that quote and, and just the deflection to try to deflect, to try to blame, to try to point something the other direction is actually as crazy as literally holding a mirror to your face and then being shocked that you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you get here? Like, oh, it's a mirror. That's how. <laughs> I love that because that's so true. Yes, it, it literally is. Uh, and, and everything that shows up is, is either because you're looking for it uh, in your, therefore it's what you will see because the more you look for something, you will not be let down, which is why I often say, even whether it be politically or someone doing research on some health thing or someone doing research on essential oils, if what you're looking for is that they are bad for you and that it is unsafe or that your, your thoughts are needing validated in whatever stance they are, you're going to find information on that. And, um, you know, just kind of on that, that's why I always encourage people. And what I do as a writer is I always research the other side as well. I try to create, you know, an informed position from which to write with, because you can't just go through the world seeing it only through your stance, because what you'll do is see more and more only of what you think there is, because there's your mirror. You can't show up to a mirror and expect to see someone else. <laughs> uh, That's right. such a funny visual I could just imagine, you know, it's, it's funny, but um, you know, in, and also this whole mirror thing, the world being a mirror as literally as it can be taken. It's also one of the tools I use with my clients and it's what my book that I'm writing about now is all about is that, you know, what a lot of people are dealing with right now is is some extra weight from the year 2020 uh, whether it be coronavirus quarantine you know uncertainty instability fear whatever that is and so the more that we're experiencing that and the more that we are looking into what is in the media the more we're looking into what is in the news the more we find of it and so the body is listening to that And it is creating this internal response or biochemistry like emotions, as well as changes with your physical form as a result. So, you know, fat, for example, is meant to be there as a support system in your body. It quite literally repairs. It's also a form of safety, security for our body. And so with the year long's worth of signals that we're sending to our body that there needs to be more security and and more safety. It's no wonder that people find themselves not fitting into jeans and living in yoga pants. And, um, but then we start having this frustrated look, this external judgment, we start to feel judged from everyone else, even though what everyone else is doing is reflecting their own insecurities, we're finding them like mirrors. And, um, but everybody, everything is listening, your, your internal reaction to your external circumstances is called biochemistry and your biochemistry is going to continue to change long before you actually experience things, just anticipating experiences. 
And that's sometimes how we create our own suffering, isn't it? We are going to reflect the anticipation that you're going to react to me in a certain way. And we create stories and we suffer from it. And we even start to defend long before the person is even, you know, getting onto us. And, you know, like we, what do we do? Uh, like, you know, if someone's late, we say, oh, I'm so sorry that I'm late. That that gesture has already assumed that they're mad at you. <laughs> that, and then you get more, you actually might not even get a person who was frustrated, but by your apology, it creates sort of an agitation in them. They're like, oh yeah, that's right. You were late and, and now I'm frustrated at you. But instead, if we approach it with, oh, thank you so much for, for waiting for me. We approach it from gratitude. We approach it, they may not have noticed or they could have actually been completely mad, but you came at it with gratitude and it softens them. Um, it, and it's all about the reflection you are trying to get more of. Do you want them to be more angry? And so you're apologetic, you over and over again, so sorry, or is it gratitude that can transmute uh, the reflection you expect or the one you're genuinely getting? Have you ever found that where other people have their stories and if you can, you can, instead of continuing to mirror them, their attitude, you somehow soften them by shifting yours. Yeah, energy is such an interesting thing that we can really play around with. And um, yeah, there's definitely like what we're putting out, we can kind of receive back, you know, that. Um, and so, and then we can also kind of shift the route, so to speak, of energy. And so I talk about this a lot with my children because, you know, this is going to be a safe space for them where they may act very, you know, polite and nice outwardly. But, you know, in the own home, they might let go a little bit more, right? Because they feel mm -hmm. more comfortable. Um, but it's like where you feed that attention or if like, um, you know, I, I often tell them, are you watering, you know, your sister basically like. Mm -hmm. the plant, you know, or are you, um, you know, is there some type of, you know, starvation of like attention or pulling the attention away? And so as often we can use like analogies are really important because um, sometimes it's, it's difficult to see the mirror when we've been so taught to deflect our mirror, you know? And so mm -hmm. I love like watching, you know, I, I think you're the same um, where you like watching like either, you know, the animals, doing different funny things like the little YouTubes mm -hmm. or whatever. And mm -hmm. I just love, you know, um, you know, watching different animals and it's just like hilarious sometimes, but I've seen one where, yeah, they like step in front of the mirror and, you know, and even little babies, you know, and it's quite mm -hmm. hilarious sometimes. And, you know, you can either see a sense of shock um, or sometimes a playfulness like, Oh, I can see myself, you know? And mm -hmm. I think that that can be life in general where we can uh, definitely, you know, be, you know, shocked by some things that mirror back to us and it can be uh, difficult. And then other times it can be really uh, like, yeah, okay, I really see that. And um, so in the ashram is um, the training ground is like all about, you know, awareness and self-reflection and like that's a key component to getting anywhere in our lives is actually to begin to have awareness. And I think it's something that um, we need to be taught in a way because we've um, almost mm -hmm. learned to go the other way. But so basically the ancient story, right, is that of um, of this story of reflection where there is the lion, right? He's um, 
you know, doesn't have the family. Um, he's as a little baby, his parents, you know, get um, killed. And so he's this little baby lion. And so he's hanging the lambs, you know, decide to take him in. And so this little, you know, lion grows up believing he's a sheep, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, you know, funny little story where you can feel that analogy, like, okay, so he's, he baths like a sheep. He, he grazes in the field like one. And so the sheep goes to the lion and says, you know, they get, they get taught to talk and they say, and like, we really need to help him know he's not actually a sheep, you know? And so they take him to the water to see his reflection and they're kind of guiding him along to be like, you know what, just so you know, you're not really actually a sheep. Hate to break it to you, you know, <laughs> but, um, and so, you know, and it's the idea of the story is that he goes, oh no, no, of course I am. Like I'm a sheep. Like I, I bow like a sheep. I eat like a sheep. I am a sheep, you know? And so, um, they, they're like, oh, wow, we got to really get this line to understand who he is. So, they take him to the water. He actually sees, in fact, his reflection and is completely shocked. And so I think that in some way in our lives, we can, you know, have that time where we're like, dude, I didn't even see it that way. Or I didn't even understand myself completely. And so there's an op- there's always going to be opportunities, though, to see our reflection. But I, what I'm finding on the planet and the world so rampant right now is that we do a lot of deflection rather than reflection. And so... Any mm-hmm. political view, any beliefs, thought that's going to do anything that puts off deflection, we really, really need to think, rethink it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, instead of like shifting our accountability to somebody else, so then we don't have to see our own reflection or our own mirror, because it's actually an energetic response and it's super disruptive and it's going on on our planet quite rapidly, or we probably find interactions with this. It's like, this stuff isn't mine, this shit's yours, you know, and so Mm -hmm. it's this kind of like, um, you know, throwing, always just trying to throw it back, and that comes from the ego space, um, trying to protect, but if we really want to value healing and self-growth, let's just sit in our stuff a little bit more, and that can Mm -hmm. be super helpful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and and I think that, you know, we talk about deflection, I think that it's actually really difficult for someone who's new to this idea that the, that the world is a mirror. Your body is a mirror, literally anything going on on the outside of your body is a reflection of something on the inside. And is often an external is a internal trigger to an external experience that when we feel like deflecting, like you said, the ego or the basement of ourselves, we, we can't find the opportunity to think it's our, our responsibility or our contribution to the situation. It's, it's a tricky thing to recognize that you have created all of your experiences and it, and we get really philosophical and um, you know, we have, and therefore it's hard to imagine when we're suffering or if somebody has done something really hard to us, how it is anything to do with something that we're reflecting whether that be the allowance of their behavior. So it's not necessarily always that, uh, you know, someone who has harmed you is, it's your fault, um, but how, what circumstances that we've allowed to work into our life that we've continued to let people like treat us this way. Uh, it could be an opportunity for us to reflect a mirror to ourselves. Like, why do I continually meet these people who like to abuse and take advantage 
and you know what can you reflect from that and it it always like all illnesses like all experiences that are not in high vibration it comes down from misuse and misallocation of power and that could mean your own power so by the time we recognize our power um we won't let people treat us like that you know um and then a misuse of our power allowed us to treat people that way and the lack of a recognition in our power allows us to become abused and it's uh it's amazing. It kind of reminds me also of the story, the Cherokee chief that taught his grandson about life using two wolves. I know we've talked about that at one other time as well, but he, he says something like, you know, a fight inside me, he says to his grandson. And he said, it's a terrible fight and it's between two wolves. One is evil. He's angry. There's envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, pride, false pride, superiority, self-doubt, ego. Uh, On the other one is good. He's joyous. There's peace, love, hope, humility, kindness, benevolence, serenity, empathy, generosity, compassion, faith, truth. And the same fight is going on in each and every person that you meet. And his grandson says, well, which wolf will win, grandfather? And the chief simply replies, the one that you feed. And like you said, with your daughter, and are you watering? And in relationships, when I work with people often, I talk about the garden and whether or not you're pulling the little weeds that grow here and there, or you're letting them grow to something really big that overtakes your garden, that it requires tending. Because if we all have the capability for this anger, envy, sorrow, self-doubt, false pride, guilt, and all of that wolf then imagine when it's reflecting in someone else, it's, it's an opportunity for you to evaluate that in yourself. And, and then the way to transmute that is with more of the other one, which is the joy, the peace, the love, the, the serenity, the generosity, the compassion. That will always, just like I say, when you show up to a situation where you expect disappointment and all you do is apologize, you continue the story that requires your need to apologize, but gratitude transmutes the frustration to begin with um, and helps to not continue that cycle. Cause it's a, it's sometimes I find difficult to know the chicken and egg in the scenario. Like where did it begin? Because the dominoes have been going a while. And it's like, where did the origination happen in this dynamic? And that's why sometimes it's a little difficult for people to change in the environment that they are used to, because other people tend to hold you to your old behaviors because they expect your old reaction. So they react to you before you've even reacted that way. And they don't really allow you to grow. So new, new opportunities to be new, new, new times for reflection are easier change so it's like a chicken and egg when am I going to say no I'm not going to continue that cycle and we just have to start just start with the next confrontation you know I'm on social media there is people who people who I did not expect to behave in certain ways right now in the world with what we have going on politically I would have never expected to see things coming out of their mouth um, that is, and what I'm noticing is it's like you said, the deflection, it's almost like 
those who carry the same opinions are the bumper rails on a bowling alley. All they're doing is bumping you back in with recycled words and recycled opinions and passing down their conclusions uh, and just bumping you back into the middle like, like a ping pong game uh, with these, these things that they haven't really thought through. They haven't really evaluated what contribution do I have here? They're not really seeing people's hearts and they're just deflecting as, as harshly as a ping pong game, um, arcade games that you know, look really violent <laughs> and fun. But, um, and so that, you're right, it, it, and there's always a chance to reflect or deflect. Even you know, someone runs a red light and you know, you can, you're stopped. So you know you, you're, you did right, you stopped someone runs a red light and you start getting really angry at them or because, and usually because they got so mad at you as if it was your fault and, and it can just be deflected back and forth, back and forth. And um, we have no idea our, that situation. Uh, I remember my mom growing up, she always taught us with sirens to feel and to send love and compassion for whatever situation they're in. Whereas a lot of children get very excited uh, about sirens, like it's an exciting event, um, like ooh, let's let's look and let's listen. And the unfortunate reality is, I've had family members. I've been in an ambulance with lights mm-hmm. and sirens, and and you want everyone to move. You want everyone to send you energy and prayers and peace and love. And if you can liter- if you can look at it again like a literal mirror, the sirens create intrigue and excitement and we don't want to mirror that back. We want to send, we want to transmute the energy to healing love and compassion because it's never good when you have sirens, you know, going through. We just don't know. And someone who ran a stoplight might have missed following behind an ambulance. We don't know why they ran a stoplight, but what we need to do is not mirror the energy that they obviously have going on in their life right now. And instead we need to go, Oh, hope they make it there safely and I hope everyone in their path stays out of their way yeah I like that way of like transmuting or um well just like hearing a signaling of a a siren you know and that's you know life has opportunities always where there is some type of signaling you know system and so when signals come up it's like really you're sharing this idea of like well how do I respond to that, you know, and, and, and engage with different people and different places and, and things, um, where I might have this same usual response. Like I said, like a recycled kind of like, we're just in a, we've been programmed and we regurgitate stuff sometimes and then just project it out. And, um, when we're in a more aware state, we're going to be able to, um, first of all, maybe even see in, in interactions, like where someone might be coming from and then, seeing our own internal response inside, like, are we showing up with some anger and, and then like sorting that out maybe before we talk to someone kind of thing, you know? And so we are seeing this kind of like almost toddler like behavior, you know, in the world right now. And I think of that and toddlers are quite funny. You know, they have, you know, these short little bodies, bigger heads, because they're, you know, brains develop first, (laughs) um, you know, and it's so cute. Cause like, I remember learning in, um, you know, child psychology, you know, how, 
literally it's like the brain develops first and it's growing and then their little short bodies, but then it's awkward, you know, and we're in this kind of like awkward, you know, phase and then, and the planet and, and such, but it's like each one of us, it matters like how we're interacting. And it's like, we're really creating maybe new concepts in new ways. Like I've been re- reading so much about different historical events and like, at these certain times, I mean, like 1600s, I believe, or in the med- medieval times, or, you know, there was like where at that time, religion, for example, was only those that were churchmen, you know, could interpret the Bible. Nobody that was a common folk could even mm-hmm. have their hands on it. And and then there was this big upheaval of like, no, like questioning and saying, wait a minute, like, why don't we get to have access? And, and you know, and then so it, it created this whole revolution basically and in that though there was a ton of disorder right before there became a little bit more order and so um we go through these periods and that's feeling like what we're doing now and so everything's an opportunity when we're in kind of like um this sort of uncomfortable phase which i'm feeling like is happening right now um there's a lot of unknowns. It feels a little scary. We can tend to extra, it seems like, justify not mm-hmm. doing the work, actually, and then just kind of mm-hmm. letting ourselves be a mess and, like, you know, and so I think it becomes really valuable that we tune into our own energy and we realize that this time is actually about, you know, where do we want to stand in all of this? Where where do we want mm-hmm. to, and I often think about, like, life's a big movie, you know, and, like, And I'm watching my own movie. How do I want my role, my character to go down? Like, how do I want them to be interacting? And um, so playing Mm -hmm. in these things and learning and growing from these things, not that anything, you know, the movie's just going to be perfect. It's going to be hard stuff in that movie and our story is going to be hard, but how we're kind of transitioning through it and moving. Um, There's this uh, saying that I love it. It's, um, my daughter, Malia, the one that's been on the podcast before, she goes to these retreats and one of um, the, re- at the retreats, they would just say, you don't like the way you're feeling, you need a healing. And it was just like a simple mm. phrase. And so like, <laughs> she uses that often now, like I'll hear her in the, uh, in the house saying that, like, you don't like the way you're feeling, you need a healing. <laughs> and so it's just cute. And it's by James Gill and I should give credit to him, but it's, um, and it's the same thing with like, when there's a need for reflection, don't deflect, you know, mm-hmm. so don't allow that. So, um, and the way that that takes responsibility, I mean, yes, we could say it for someone else if they're feel- not feeling right, but it's often what we should be saying to ourselves. Like, Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't like the way I'm feeling. So let's pause here. What am I mirroring? What am I, what's coming back to me? And then, you know, kind of taking that opportunity to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's talked about there's different signals and like literally the traffic light or uh, or the people's reaction. The one thing that I also want people, you know, listeners to be aware of is is also illness and injury and disease that long before the physical symptoms or the injury or the diagnosis showed up, there have been subtle hints, whispers it often starts as your own inner knowing. Um, and then oftentimes someone else will reflect your inner knowing about a situation to validate it. 
And then when you're not listening to either of those, you start to feel physical discomforts or circumstances continue to validate your experience until finally something really sets in. Because again, your internal reaction to your external circumstances alters your biochemistry. And that creates changes in the body, just like pharmaceuticals. That is the emotions, that is the deficiencies. And so when you have a circumstance that comes up and it's a physical discomfort, pain, diagnosis, illness, even just a cold, even a scratch in your throat, uh, earache, everything, those are the whispers. Those are the initial things that say, let me look into what this means. Or if you don't know what that means, that's exactly why I'm writing this book is because to, to think about something as long, a long onset of emotion is, a, is like diabetes is one of my favorite examples to give. It's the most common one, I guess, because lots of people have, have earlier signals happening to them right now. And that's called insulin resistance. So long and metabolic syndrome, long before you have diabetes, there was feelings of bitterness. But when someone tries to really evaluate what is bitter, bitter is a very, very reactionary, deflective emotion, right? But when we start to turn it inwards and we start to say, well, what mirror, what reaction started my sense of bitterness, something within us, it's often judgment, it's defensiveness. And why did you have to defend? You have to ask yourself. It's because they made a judgment about my character in this way, or I feel that I've had to defend my whole life, my value. It, it'll change. It'll be different. And, but it'll have originated with some need to defend. Then a judgment now that you've been taught to be defensive, you're going to see it everywhere. And then finally you become bitter. And there's a lot more emotions in between this, but that was the whisper to finally actually having the diagnosis. So by the time you've been registered on the scale, medically speaking, and you've sought help, and now you know you have a diagnosis, an injury or disease, there were opportunities like a mirror in your life from within yourself, the reactions you have to others, the reactions others have given you that teach you about the emotions that you're cycling. And the longer you cycle those emotions, which is literally biochemistry altering your physical body, it's going to create something and your emotions can teach you that. And that there is always signals. There's always signs. And we want to nip them in the bud, if you will, and, and work with them right then before they turn into something else. Kind of like your, your ankle while you were at that surf trip and you recognized like immediately what it was meaning. So you sat with it. And I remember you saying something like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, what was it like a day or something that like you you healed it by addressing the things that you knew it was about, right? Right. And it was like, so there's that physical um, aspect of getting hit by my surfboard. But, but really, it was beyond that because me only addressing just putting ice on it, I don't think would, is not enough. And um, mm -hmm. it was like, literally what? is going on with my root chakra right now. And so, um, and what was going on at that time too. And I just mm -hmm. so happy about your book too, because there's, um, such a need for, for it. And, um, just the, the insight that you have and like this ability to see 
how much healing and like um, well-being really revolves around this whole approach that you're going to offer in your book. And so it's going to be great because I know that it's been so helpful. Like when I've reached out to you and been like, okay, so what's going on? Cause you know, we all need that person. Um, mm-hmm. So this is one thing. And I keep learning over and over is that life keeps telling me, you know, um, don't do things all alone. Like, you know, we have to pick our mm-hmm. people because not everyone's going to understand, but there's this powerful sense of dropping drop-ins that I've had to be like, reach out, you know, mm-hmm. and the lack of reaching out is actually what's been causing me my, my, I can see what's happened in, in mm-hmm. pain and suffering. But when, when that reaching out happens and then there's confirmation, like, oh, that reaching out was exactly what I needed to do. It's like, um, and so I think we have all these different opportunities that we may tend to do life a certain way, but then we're being asked to do it another. And so, Mm-hmm. The uh, body's always telling us, though. It's like giving us yeah. the signals. And, uh, but I love how, like, when we, I can reach out to you and, and, and you can help kind of on that way of knowing, you know, also the physical aspect coming together with the emotional and spiritual kind of all together. I, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 So listeners, if you don't know, if you don't know what's going on, let the world be your mirror because it's telling you to, and this subject is so big and I'm sure we'll talk about more of it. Um, but if you have questions, do email us the self study project at gmail.com. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to The Self-Study Project, a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Subjects cover holistic health, nutrition, yoga, philosophy, spirituality, astrology, parenting, relationships, conscious living, sustainable practices, and so much more. At no time does this podcast offer medical advice and is for educational purposes only. It remains your decision to pursue any information and do not hold your hosts or their guests liable. More information available at theselfstudyproject.com.